are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an April 2nd, I believe it's Read Across America Day here. Shout out to Dr. Seuss, those of you who went to schools where they celebrated that. Shout out to Dr. Seuss. Shout out to Dr. Seuss. It's an April 2nd edition of Locked On Blazers and it's a network special with my boy Sean Hyken. Are we? Is this our first one since uh, since the summer? I think it is. Uh, we had a network special back in the summer. Uh, and we've been talking about this. We text each other about network stuff like basically every day, but it's, we just haven't done it on a podcast. We haven't done it on a podcast yet, but we're going to get into that. We're going to bring back the network from our original Bulls versus Blazers podcast that we used to do. Shout out to our Bulls versus Blazers listeners. I yeah, know if there's yeah. at least a couple of you out there. Yeah, hopefully uh, you're, you're listening to this. You, you see where the old podcast can live on, where a lot of people got a lot of good ideas yeah, uh, like, that they were able to monetize better were, than we were. That, that they were able to monetize better than we were. Uh, you know, we we had uh, the whole reality TV NBA thing was yeah basically a whole... And that's the network. So for those of you who may not know, uh, the network is a collection of shows that Sean and I came up with that uh, we came up with on the Bulls vs. Blazers podcast. It was inspired by it wasn't even like a pre-planned thing because when we first started that we were just kind of a normie nba podcast we were we were a normie nba podcast but like but like i think at one point like this might have been right around the time that kobe announced that he was going to retire at the end of the season and then like the byron scott d'angelo russell standoff was going on you kept on saying that like they, it was more of a reality show yeah, than a basketball I, yeah. team. And, like, we were in the middle of recording an episode, and I just said, hey, what about the real Lakers of Los Angeles? We just kind of ran with that, we, and then we yeah. started doing that with more different teams. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, and it became a thing that, again, yeah, we, other people because we, cause, cause, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's been a big year for our second flagship franchise, Keeping Up With The Cavs, which I think is safe to say is in first place now. They are the flagship show of the network. Yeah, the real Lakers have been kind of quiet this year. Like, I mean, the, the Lonzo stuff was its own thing, obviously. But, you know, even LeVar has been kind of quiet lately. Yeah, but we're going to get into all that stuff. The Keeping Up With The Cavs, the real Lakers of Los Angeles, the real Lakers of New York, uh, Project Runway OKC. The make, latest uh, addition to the network, Popovich Rules. Popovich Rules. Uh, we, we, we did not expect to, to bring out Popovich Rules, but... We're going to talk about that, uh, and this is a Blazers podcast, so we're going to start with the Blazers. Sean was at the games this weekend where the Blazers clinched a playoff spot and moved their lead up to three games now for the third seed in the Western Conference, and Sean, I, I, you wrote about the Blazers for Bleacher Report a couple weeks ago. Um where do you think this team's ceiling is? Uh, by the way, as we before we got on here, the odds for the championship were updated, and Portland's odds to win the championship were on Mar- on March first. They were three hundred and fifty to one, and now they've improved to forty to one to win the chi- championship, and they were at a hundred to one to win the West. That's a crazy jump, and they're at twenty five to one to win the West now. So so, but those those things that we now those are out there now. What do you think about this team and their ceiling and what they can do in the playoffs? 
I mean, I think they can definitely get out of the first round. And I, I mean, I think they match up pretty well with most of the teams they could play. I Utah would scare me a little bit, but you know, San Antonio without Kawhi, I don't think that's that much of a threat. Oklahoma City, they've matched up well with. They've beaten them all four times this year. Yeah, they've beaten OKC all uh, four times. And then uh, Minnesota, we don't know if Jimmy Butler's going to be back. I think that that's a series that the Blazers should win. If if Jimmy's there, though, I'm a little worried. Yeah, but because he also he's going to be like working his way back into shape and. No, that's a good point. I, yeah, he's not going to be he's not going to be Jimmy Butler. And I think I think they can definitely beat New Orleans without without DeMarcus Cousins for a whole series. Like they've been playing great lately even even with him out and you know I think, you know, a lot of that is due to how incredible Anthony Davis is. And you should also shout out Drew Holiday because And shout been, out to his, Anthony Davis's terrible April Fool's prank. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was I was I was hoping he would like at least at least do it through a Gillette commercial. Don't do it through Red Bull. Like get a razor uh, commercial. I mean, I mean, Red Bull probably had more money though. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of going the other way for a little bit when, as soon as that video came out, everybody immediately knew that it was an April Fool's joke. I was kind of thinking, hey, maybe he's doing that on purpose and it's a false flag, and he actually did shave it and then he didn't. That's when you know you've been online too much. Is that when we start thinking of, because like, I I'm totally with you. I would I would totally think I thought he I didn't really know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and our, our our old pal Kevin Durant is a guy that definitely needs to be offline a little bit more. Yeah, we we'll, and we'll get to him. We'll get to it. Kevin Durant later. Uh, he gets mad online. But, but, I mean, false flagging an April Fool's joke. That I got, I have to say, Sean, that is a, that's pretty galaxy brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's did, just like the other day when I said the the Cavs they were going to play the Bulls, and I was like, what if they lost? to the Bulls so that the Bulls would have a better would have another win and the Nets pick would get better. Like, that would be that, a, that's like what that's like what I did that at the that's, Blazers game. That's, that thinking, we at the other that's thinking like I know LeBron sees the game like four steps ahead of everybody else. I think that's like seeing it too many steps ahead even for him. That's yeah that's, <laughs> I think you're I think you're staying a little too woke and you're kind of you're kind of transitioning into like uh Kyrie Irving territory there. Yeah, no, definitely. But like, uh, so so what? So what's the what's the what is the what is the wackest April Fool's joke that you can remember? Man, because LeBron's tweet from four years ago just saying, "Hey, I'm gonna put out an album in a week that features Jay Z, Drake, Rick," and it's just named like every famous rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the laziest thing, ever. dude. But that's LeBron, dude. Like LeBron, LeBron is a LeBron creates a lot of content. And now that I write for LeBron Wire, I'm. Expo- more exposed to LeBron content than ever before, uh-huh. and uh, he just he he just has a lot. Like he's just all all the time. Like LeBron is like seems like he's like very extra. Just His whole life time. is content. His whole life is content. Like anytime he does anything, he's posting about it. Anytime he listens to any music, like like the day before the Justin Timberlake show. Uh-huh. Like that's what it is. The reason why LeBron didn't do anything like that crazy with that joke is that he doesn't have to. It's just already it's already content. Like he just does it and then everyone will run with it and talk about it and, and talk do... about how whack of an April Fools joke it was. <laughs> well, I mean everyone a lot of people talk about how whack his Instagram stories are <laughs> where he's uh... listening to like Meek Mill as like a message to Kyrie Irving yeah, no, but like even like Saturday, he's going to the Justin Timberlake show, and he's like JT hashtag JT all day, and it's like him singing along to like JT classics. Okay, so I didn't see this. I don't follow LeBron. And it's like, on it's like Instagram stories. Every day he has a different album he's listening to, and 
I, I swear, he's like always he's listening to a new album every day. But I, he's but we know about it. That's like, the, what's that's, the what are what's the what's the most out there like album that you've seen him listening to recently? Because he needs. To, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of it is going to just be like you know hip hop R and B. He needs to just totally. He listened to Yellow Earth the other day. Yellow Wolf. I know who Yellow Wolf is, but I, I mean that's still. I mean, it's still rap. That's still rap. I need him to. I need him to just be like. Uh, Hey, I'm a huge Genesis fan. I'm listening to, like Peter Gabriel era Genesis. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes he uh, does like he'll like I forget one time he was like playing like an out like a because he has a record player. It's like one of the nights he was like drink being a wine dad. So do I. I relate to LeBron in that way. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I because of LeBron, I've definitely gotten into drinking more wine, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Because so, so LeBron has been the impetus to to you. Well, I'm just like he's always drinking wine. He seems like pretty pretty happy, and he's kicking butt on the court. It's like maybe I'll do that instead of drinking a beer. I'll have a, I'll have a glass of wine. And then you you think you're going to be in the NBA now? Yeah, I do. At 28, and having never played professional or college basketball or high school basketball, <laughs> <laughs> walk on. Yeah, definitely walk on. I mean, I did. I was a practice player. For the uh, girls' basketball team at my school, so high school, yeah, swag. So you know, you could, I, I did, I did play some. You did play the game. That means you're not one of these blog boys that never played the game. That's right. Life. Just, just watch the game. Okay, we'll get to Kevin Durant in a second, <laughs> but um, I think the Blazers can really, uh, to, you know, after we've gone on enough tangents, but uh, the Blazers, I think, can really. I mean, I think there's a real chance they get to the conference finals. If, if speaking of Kevin Durant. I mean, if the, if the Warriors find get a tough matchup in that two seven, I mean, if like if Utah gets up, like there. if Utah gets there, or if if I mean Jimmy with Minnesota, that's we just talked about how Jimmy's not going to be all the way right. And but, Steve Kerr has already said that Steph isn't going to play in the first round. No, so so you have a possibility where I know that Kevin Durant was an MVP, but. He had, if I if I recall correctly, didn't he lose a two seven matchup to the Grizzlies? No, no, no. That was what what seed was that? Where he lost, he was by himself. It was Westbrook was hurt, and he lost to Memphis. No, he didn't lose to. He lost to Memphis once. Oh, the, the, yeah, that's right. The year that Westbrook hurt, got hurt against the Rockets. Westbrook got hurt against the Rockets. That was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't have Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. Right. But, dude, Iguodala, I. I don't think is has been quite as good. Like any in the playoffs, he hasn't been quite as good either. I'm worried about Draymond. I don't think Draymond looks good either, dude. Towns the other day ate him for breakfast like three weeks ago on in an ABC game on the road, and that was the game that Clay broke his thumb. And like I mean, I, and that's a, the thumb is on Clay's shooting hand. It doesn't look great, and I mean, I've thought for three months that Houston is going to win the title, and these Warriors injuries don't do anything to really deter that. No. But, I mean, if Kevin Durant is healthy, I would still pick them over the Blazers. Okay. In a series, I think. I, I, I mean, I, I, I hear you, and, and with Clay... Although... But, but what I'm saying is, is there's a reason why Durant came to Golden State, yes. and it was to team up with Steph. Yeah. And... You know, Draymond and Clay, that's a plus, but like it was the team up to have a to have Steph on his team because right. Westbrook didn't get it done. And he we've he's cause the reason he did that is because he's done this before. Yeah. He's tried to do it as the number one guy and it wasn't 
it didn't work as the only number one guy, really. And it didn't work out for him. And, I, you know, I'm – if, you know, Clay's not all the way right, uh, I think – you know, last year, uh, a lot of guys that they counted on, you know, one guy that before he got hurt, and it sounds like he's going to be okay, but he w- was taking a step back this season was Pat McCaw, but he's not going to play probably. Right. But, but you know, uh, he just ha- hadn't had as good of a sophomore. He had kind of a sophomore slump a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Bell has, you know, looked good, but he's been dealing with injuries, and, you know, that has been a problem for him. Also, I think... Uh, you know, against certain players, like I think Nene could do like a good job on Jordan Bell because Bell's not like a you know like a post up guy. There's been a whole lot of Javale minutes for these Warriors. Yeah, and Javale, well, Javale's, <laughs> Javale's the one who hurt Steph uh, going for the block. And I mean, yeah, I just think I don't. They're vulnerable. There's they, a reason. I've never felt like they were vulnerable in the last three years. No. Now they, I definitely feel like they're vulnerable. So, and I and I think that Portland, while obviously you mentioned Houston. I don't think we should automatically discount Portland just because we're not used to it. And one of the things for the Blazers that they have going for them that I is that I don't think Houston really has. I mean, Houston I think has the closest semblance to it, but I think Portland, you know, because Golden State's worn down. They've been to the finals four years in a row and throwing the Olympic year where Clay, Draymond, and KD all were in the Olympics. Yeah, you know, that's like three straight years of nonstop. Basketball. Well, I mean, we're seeing that with LeBron too. Like with the I going, mean, LeBron, going, LeBron, yeah, going Le- to the final seven years in a row in the Olympics, and all that. But stuff. LeBron's a freak. Like you can't right. you can't apply what LeBron does, yeah. to all teams, right? You know, and so the Warriors have looked a little worn down this year, and I think Portland is in a good position to take advantage because they have a good balance of at least with their core group, Aminu. Dame, C.J. Harkless. If Harkless is healthy, if Harkless think, is healthy, I mean, they said he's going to be back in two to three yeah. weeks. So I mean, I think there's a I mean, decent chance Nurk, he'll be. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. Nurk wasn't healthy in the playoffs. No, last Nurk, year. Nurk hasn't really. I mean, Nurk played last year in that game three, but ha- Nurk isn't really a play, doesn't really have playoff experience. But you, Dame, C.J. Aminu, you know, those three guys who are super important to Portland's success. Evan Turner as well. Mm-hmm, he's been solid. You know, they have a really nice balance, especially Dame and C.J have a really nice balance of youth with experience. Yeah. And and I think that that is a really nice combination. And I think as much as anybody there could be in position to take advantage of, you know, Golden State getting a tough matchup with the Timberwolves or the Jazz or the Pelicans. You know, I, 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 I know that the Pelicans are a little banged up right now. Anthony Davis is banged up. But, uh, you know, if it's a one star on one star – like one superstar against one superstar, you know, could the Pelicans make up enough on their other guy, you know, with their other guys? If Anthony Davis, start, if, Anthony, if Anthony Davis is scoring like fifty points, and so you so we're we're saying that they would you know take the Warriors to six maybe, maybe instead yeah. of just getting swept. Yeah. If Durant is healthy, I would still pick the Warriors in most okay. of these matchups. Okay. I I, I yeah, all right. That that's fair and. San Antonio's done a really good job of avoiding uh, being in the Warriors matchup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're the four right now. They're the four right now. Portland is three. Oklahoma City fifth. Utah six. And uh, Minnesota is at seven with New Orleans at eight. And then Denver behind them. Denver's just been spiraling. They uh, Will Barton saved their season the other night, though, uh, with that with that spinning layup on Steven Adams. 
to to send it to OT. We always believed. We all we we did always believe. This this pro pod, Barton. This podcast has always been pro uh, Will Barton, Will the Thrill. Uh, but Portland now has a road trip where they play Dallas tomorrow. That should be a win. Dallas' season is done. Oh, they're totally tanking. I watched them play Cleveland the other day or yeah. yesterday, and they didn't even play their like Harrison Barnes had thirty. And Carlisle waited until it was like way too late for Dallas to actually make a comeback before putting him back in the game. Whether that was on purpose or not, I don't know. But it seems, you know, it seems like every team I is mean, doing I some think fishy it's questionable. Obvious that it was. Yeah, every team is doing fishy, questionable stuff right now uh, to to tank to get a better draft pick. And Dallas is one of those teams who and they're, they're only two games back of, of Memphis, who has kind of. Uh, unlucky unluckily gotten their way into some wins lately against portland the other night in memphis yeah uh and then portland took care of business last night against the grizz but uh really i i think this is going to be uh a great playoff for portland i think portland has a great chance to advance and uh you know depending on what happens with golden state you know if also you know depends on what happens with curry's knee and you know he's they say, quote unquote, he's definitely going to miss the first round. But uh, what happens if he misses beyond that? I mean, they said three to six. And weeks. even three, if he does, they said if, three to six weeks is the is the is the return on and, that. And even if he comes back and he's after limited, the first round, he's limited. Like he have to go from zero to playing in playoff games. It's not like he, you know, they can bring him back on a schedule like part of the schedule where there's not a lot of back to backs. So they're playing against you know bad teams that they should be able to beat, so he can ease his way back in. You're going from zero to playing against another good team right away. Yeah, I mean, I think they said they were going to reevaluate him in three weeks. Yeah, and so that is just one checkpoint. And if Portland gets in a series with them and they don't have Curry, that's huge. I mean, I mean, and that that would give Portland some hope there because I mean, obviously Durant would still be the best player. In the series. In the series, but Portland would have two and three, arguably, behind them. I mean, with the way Draymond has played this year, hasn't looked that great. I think he's, I think, and and Clay, uh, you know, coming off an injury as well, I think I think you could definitely make the argument that Portland would have the second and third best players in that series. And then, you know, depending on what kind of series that you get from Aminu, Harkless, Nurkic, I mean, if Draymond isn't, if Draymond really has been diminished, I do wonder if Portland can take advantage with Nurkic in the middle because that's one of the things that has really propelled Portland to where they are is how, is how well Nurk has played over the last month. And if there's one weakness that the Warriors have at their rosters, they don't really have somebody that can match up with you know a dominant big man like that because you know they that been, has size. Right, you're yeah. basically throwing you know Javale and Zaza out there as your. Is that like that's your size? That, Otherwise, you're like playing Draymond at the five. You're playing Jordan Bell at the five. Or you're playing Durant at the five. Even yeah, and and I think yeah, no, that and that's you know they don't really have anybody that really. That's one of the more unique things about Portland, and I think gives them a dimension in the playoffs that they didn't have against the Clippers a couple of years ago or last year when Nurk was hurt. Was Nurkic is just a he's huge. I mean, he's a big body, and he's also really good at defense and really helps them on the glass and if you're going to beat golden state you have to get you have to outwork them on the boards by a wide margin to have a chance and i think portland has the personnel to do that um ed davis 
says he's maybe going to be back by the end of this week. I, I think they, they said seven to fourteen days. I would yeah. I would I would not play in the rest of the regular season. I think like they're, they, yeah. they're 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 going to get the three. Seed I mean, at this point. Yeah, exa- like yeah, exactly. I mean, they they beat Dallas tomorrow. Then they'll have a three game lead with four to go. Uh-huh. Like I mean, uh, they should be okay. They should be okay. If, and Houston. They have the number one seed locked They're going to be resting everybody. So they can rest everybody in when Portland goes to Houston. So Portland can get an easy win there. That would lock up the third seed, and then they could just rest everybody. So uh, And last night, you know, we were, you know, we were asking different guys uh, about, you know, how they feel about that. And CJ basically said, you know, if we have the th- if we have our seed locked up by the last couple of games of the season, hell yeah, I want to rest. Yeah. So. No, he should. They should want to do that. I mean, Think I mean definitely, CJ has played a ton of minutes this year. Dame has played a lot of minutes this year. Dame not only is playing a lot of minutes, he just had a kid, you know. And, and then we should also we should also yeah, mention yeah. Uh, the other the other thing going on in Dame's life, which is that his half brother was shot recently. And from everything we can tell, he's in stable condition and it's going to be okay. But that's still a scary situation. So we want to just send some good vibes out to Dame's family. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was, that was tough news to see. That's uh, just something we and, want to acknowledge yeah. and touch on, just so people don't think we're like ignoring it or no, 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 no. It. It's definitely out there, and the the Clackamas police are investigating Looking into it. So, uh, yeah, but uh, but in happier news, congrats on the baby. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a huge... yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy uh, couple of days. Did you see that? Did you see the Instagram picture of of all of the baby Adidas of the yes the, the baby Dame shoes the like, baby Dame shoes the baby Dame merch. Yeah, that they had it was that was a pretty dope thing that Adidas did for Dame uh, to get him all that stuff. That was a pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, congrats to Dame on the baby, and we're sending good thoughts about his half brother. Yes. Yes. Uh, but um, I I think that Dame CJ they have that youth that experience, and I think with Nurkic uh, as a really great screen and roll guy, or you know has been really good at that lately, and he can really use his size as an asset. And he doesn't foul very much, and that I think is the biggest problem. The biggest fear with him is that he'll get in foul trouble because Portland doesn't have another guy like him. And I think uh, Zach Collins has been really good, and I think he plays his role pretty well. And I think he could be a contributor in the playoffs. Um, but at the same time, you're still you're asking a rookie. You're to asking be a, a rookie to do that, and, and I think I think I think when Stotts shortens the rotation, as good as I mean, I think. I think he'll still play Collins off the bench or at least give him a shot. But might have a quicker hook in the playoffs. Might, I think he's going to have a quicker hook in the playoffs, and it might just be more small ball if they're healthy with, with Harkless or Evan Turner even at the four. Uh, I could see them going a lot of different directions. and uh, But I think Nurk you know, really gives them a dimension they don't really have elsewhere. And I think him and Ed especially – can really in a matchup a hypothetical matchup with golden state can really do some damage on the offensive boards and and get extra possessions to you know that you need against golden state so um this is as great of a chance as portland has had in the last what well, because I mean, the last I mean, few I mean, times they've been in the playoffs, be, like last real, realistically, right? Like, like so, last last year they played the Warriors in the first round. They were never going to win that no. series, even if Nurk was healthy. The year before that, Wesley Matthews. Oh, no. the, the year before that was Portland beat the Clippers because, because everybody got injured. Everybody got everybody. I mean, yeah, everybody got. And then hurt. they played the Warriors in the second round, and that was the seventy-three win Warriors. Yeah, but they had a good showing in that one. Which yeah, is, but, I think because Steph was hurt, but like yeah, no, but even when Steph came back, like yeah, Portland, but, Portland played some good games. Yeah. Um, and then the year before that was the West Matthews Achilles tear. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then the year before that was they beat the, Houston. Was the Heat? Yeah. And so. And then, but that 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 then the Spurs team they played in the second round that year was the team that ended up going on to win the title, and that team was just a buzzsaw. Yeah. So. But I mean, I don't think anybody really thought Portland had a chance to get to the finals the first year that Dame and Lamarcus made the championship or made the made the first round and beat Houston. Right. I don't think anyone was like oh, seriously it's... considering Portland as like a, a team a that contender. could potentially make the conference finals. And I think this is the first time in you know since you know, 2000 probably, that you can really realistically say this Portland team has a legitimate shot to go to the conference finals. Like, I think so. Like, I, I, I mean, I mean, it has taken some injury stuff breaking their way because I think... But that, but that, if, but, if, but, if, but that's every year, dude. Right, because like I mean, every, every year in the NBA, an injury right. will change, no, but I'm changes saying, the, the no, math. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, though, yeah. that like this is, you know, if, if the Warriors were fully healthy, we would not be saying they had any kind of a shot no. at it. But like, since this, this Warriors injury stuff is a known quantity at this point, yeah. and... It's still looking like it's possible that Steph Curry might not be healthy, you know, fully healthy by the second round if they get to this. If the Blazers get to the second round, I mean, I'm I'm not saying like they should have an asterisk on it or whatever. I'm not really a believer in that because there's this kind of stuff every year. And if you're a team like the Blazers that isn't contending every year, you take it however you can get it. Yeah, and 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 and, and so I I think this is uh you know it's a big year for them, and it, it, it's something that we should definitely talk about. I'm glad you know we're, we're touching on it before we get into our our network. Mm-hmm. Uh, chat. So uh, we're going to come back in a second where we touch on the network, but uh, we both agree that this is a huge Blazer season, and I don't think there's ever been uh, expectations quite like this uh, going into the postseason. The Vegas odds reflect that. Uh, so uh, pretty, pretty interesting stuff, but we'll be right back in a second to talk about all of our favorite shows on the network. And we're back for network time. Here on Locked On Blazers, bringing back shout out to the OG Bulls versus Blazers listeners. Yeah, shout out to all of you who who know this concept, and for those of you who don't know it, uh, it's pretty easy to catch on. Yeah, we we basically gave a bunch of teams their own reality shows when uh, there's just so much content that goes beyond the the that goes content of the fire variety. Yeah, yeah, good good content outside of the the lines with the drama and the personalities the stuff that gets people coming back to the NBA year after year i think more so than even i mean the games are amazing but i do think that this is truly i mean a, a yeah. huge draw to the NBA are the personalities and now the before stories. we get into the network shows we should shout out the best drama of the entire season that wasn't involved with any who's actually a show on the network houston has been a show on the network in the past like when michael beasley was on the team but they aren't now but shout we just kind of want to give a special shout out an honorable mention to the locker room fight with the clippers oh yes uh yeah definitely a a, a huge moment uh in the nba storylines of the season and like it was it, it was one of those things where like after the thing actually happened where you know there was a report that chris paul led a whole bunch of players into the locker room through a back tunnel and then, like all the report, you know, all the reporters were like, "Actually, this is a pretty normal thing." And it, it was one of those things. It's, it's one of those like, the facts come out, and it's not actually as exciting as it seemed. But I'm just like purposely just choosing to believe the the, crazy, initial... the wild conspiracy theories that were being thrown around on Twitter because it's just more fun. Yeah, it, fat jokes, 
Jokes greater than facts. Jokes are greater than facts. So I mean, it's it's, it's what you got to do sometimes, especially when you're in the NBA. I mean, it's, it's also like it's not like we're talking about like like Trump interfering in Russia. No, or, no, or we're not. We're talking about sports. Yes. So like uh, this this stuff's not that serious. Which is why we came up with the concept of the network because it's also a, just a really fun way to consume the league. Yes. I think is 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 another reason why. And so uh, we're here to talk about the network. Uh, we have a new show. That has debuted this year that we didn't think we were going to add, uh, but first we're going to talk about uh, I think the one that is most recent. most recently in the news. We're going to start off with one of the shows we added last year, Survivor Waiters Island, down in Miami. Uh, Hassan Whiteside with an expletive-filled rant. He's coming out strong. He is not happy with his role in Miami. Uh, the the reports came out a couple of nights ago about how fed up he was, and he said he was unsure of his future in Miami. The Heat fined Whiteside after that. Uh, Eric Spolster came out today and said that the, 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 the rant is behind them now. But uh, with about what 12 days to go until the NBA playoffs start, uh, Hassan Whiteside is throwing his coach under the bus, throwing his team under the bus, and giving us great drama on Survivor Waiters Island in a year when the... This is like the this is like season four of The Wire uh-huh. when they didn't have any McNulty, they just completely went away from McNulty for an entire season, and then they brought him back. Or no, season two, excuse me, that was season two of The Wire, but they went completely away from McNulty, I believe yeah. it was, and 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 so we have. This with Survivor Warriors Island with you know the, the the keystone of the franchise, not really involved in any because Dion Waiters he's been injured. Wa- like Waiter, yeah, really. he had ankle surgery. I will say that one of the better stories since this is kind of also serving as a year a season long retrospective since we're you know ten days away or so from the end of the regular season. Yeah, uh, the Dion Waiters getting a massive contract. And electing to not get surgery on an ankle that, like, pretty clearly, clearly needed, needed surgery last year. I mean, major props to Dion Waiters for securing the bag and the show on the network for years to come. You have to secure the bag always. Yes. Um, oh, and Hassan Whiteside also... Secure no, the bag. No stranger to securing the bag. He doesn't play in, like, the biggest games that they have for them. That's the thing that's interesting about him talking about uh, he's unsure of his future with the team. He's got two years left on that contract. Who, who the hell's trading for him? With no, that, yeah, with that yeah. contract and how limited he is as a player in terms of... Like, he puts... He's he's one of those classic... Like, he he's one of the classic, like, eye test versus analytics things. Because he puts up big numbers, but all the on-off stuff shows that there's several points per 100 possessions better without him on the court. Yeah, no, it, it it is really interesting, and and it anytime that they, they play small, they play with Bam or they play with Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, and I I watch a, a decent amount of Miami, but a lot like almost every time I see them in a close game, he's never on the floor. Like I every time every time the game is close, they don't play him, and and this has been bubbling for a while. Uh-huh. Um, this is not just something that happened this week. He just so happened to bring it up ten days before the playoffs, which is why we love Survivor Waiters Island. Well, this is going to be a fun thing to keep an eye on going into the playoffs because, you know, it could go one of two ways. Let's say 
you know, in the playoffs, they're going to be, what, like a 7 or an 8 at this point? Or a 6, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say they steal a playoff series from some. I don't know who which of those. Like, Boston. Boston. Like, let's, they, yeah, let's they, say, they, let's they say Boston. Bo- they could beat Boston. Right, let's say, like, Marcus Smart and Kyrie don't come back and they beat Boston in the first round. And Hassan plays a lot in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, then, then they can look at the season, even if they lose in the second round, and they, they, they can look at it and say, oh, you know, well, we, we won a playoff series and he was playing. And, like, that's, like yeah. this is good. And then this is behind them. Or... They could lose in the first round. He still isn't playing in the fourth quarter, and this becomes a storyline going into the summer. Yeah, and then he becomes the next disgruntled guy, and I know that a lot of you Portland people might be listening and saying, hey, what about him for Portland? I think you're better off trying to negotiate with Nurkic and get, I, a, get a much better deal on Nurkic than you would whatever, you know, how much money uh, Whiteside is making. And also, too, I think Nurkic has shown, at least with Damian Lillard, he will respond to, you know, some level of, uh, you know, he will respond to some level of, like, you know, mentorship, leadership kind of thing where he didn't, like, get, like he, he didn't pout, he didn't do any of that stuff that he did in Denver here. And I think, I think you're seeing growth from him, and he's a young guy, and Whiteside is already kind of in his late 20s already. Right. So I, I, I don't I don't if if I'm a Portland you know it's speaking from a Portland perspective since this is locked on Blazers, uh, I don't think going after Hassan Whiteside is the move for the Blazers anymore. I I, I, I thought it was at one time. Hassan Whiteside um, is making twenty five point four million next season and twenty seven million the year after that, which is a player option. And yeah. Nurkic is not going to get anything close to that in free agency. Yeah, and and. So uh, I think Portland's better off trying to negotiate with Nurk and keep him. Uh, but that's all we have for – oh, yeah. Well, and also uh, Dwayne Wade coming back home. So that was lots of storylines on uh, – and also Luke Babbitt coming home to Miami Chalupa as well. Chalupa God. The Chalupa God, uh, his second his, – his true I – think, I think it's safe to say Miami has become Luke Babbitt's true NBA home in – because I feel like he, he's has he his... done the Dougie in Miami? No. So I think you're wrong. But okay, well I'm more speaking probably for Babbitt specifically because he hasn't done the Dougie in Miami. He has not won them free Taco Bell as far as I know. That's so true. That's a good point. I think I think I think he's still a Blazer at heart. That's true. Um, I, I digress. Um, we have our we have to talk about our new show. Yes. Uh, this is something that we did not think was going to happen which I've said many times already on this episode. But welcome to the network. Popovich Rules, our new show. Uh, Kawhi Leonard no longer wants to be a part of the San Antonio Spurs, it feels like. Uh, Greg Popovich and the Spurs are leaking things to the media. Throwing shade. Throwing shade. Coded language. Coded language. I mean, it's all the makings of a great reality show. And... Uh, Popovich rules has has really added a a, a new level uh, or a different type of uh, reality drama to that we did and it's the best kind I think because we didn't expect it at all right because I mean the Spurs you are just not like they have never had this like the closest thing that there's been to actual drama with the Spurs was when Tim Duncan almost left for free agency to go yeah, to Orlando, Orlando in 2000 yeah. that was 19 year, 18 or 19 years ago. Yeah. So, like, you're not even, like, this is just a franchise. I'm sure behind the scenes they have the same kind of day-to-day drama that other teams have they just, to some they degree. Just, they just keep it yeah. tight. They don't leak anything. And now this, you know, the Kawhi thing is just weird because, you know, he was supposed to be back. He came back earlier this season. He played nine games. 
he didn't really look like himself, and then he decided he wasn't feeling healthy enough. And, you know, you're seeing different guys throw sh- – like, Tony Parker, who had a quad injury also during the playoffs yeah, last year. Yeah, said his was worse. He said his, were, his was 100 times worse. Manu basically said that as far as he's concerned, Kawhi isn't coming back. And these are like – like, Manu and Tony are not – are like they're like the consummate, you know, veteran, like, professional teammate, like, type of guy. They're not the kind of guys who are going to, like, take shots through the media. And so – for Tony Parker to come out and say, hey, my injury was 100 times worse than Kawhi was. Like, that, that's not great. No. Uh, and, yeah, when Manu said, that was when it really went off for me, was when Manu said, to me, he's not coming back. Yeah. Like, that was, uh, that was to me, the red flag for me when I thought that he's not coming back. And, and uh, Pop- most- Popovich, after the game yesterday, said that, it's up to Kawhi and his group when Kawhi comes back, his group of not doctors. And so what do we think <laughs> is Kawhi's group? Is it like we're talking about his agent? We're talking about the Jordan brand people? We're talking about uh, all of the above, his family? Uh... Could, be, could be all the above. I mean, we don't know a whole lot about Kawhi's like circle. Like we know that he's a Jordan brand guy. Yeah. We know that he's from L.A. The Jordan brand stuff is kind of interesting to me because, you know, there's been, you know, some of these reports, like the, the Woj one, and like, I think, uh, what's the Nick DePaul, their sneaker guy at ESPN, like, had a report about Kawhi's Jordan brand deal, where he wanted more money, and like, they want him in a bigger market, but it's like, who's, like, jo- Kawhi Leonard isn't selling shoes. Yeah, I don't think Kawhi Leonard, unless his, unless his persona, his outward persona changes, right. I don't see that happening. The, like, yeah. Like, I mean... Because until, until this year, until all this stuff was going on, he seemed like he was just the most perfect spur, because he's an incredible basketball player who just keeps to himself and doesn't talk and doesn't ever have any drama surrounding him. And then that's all just kind of flipped up this year. Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's all completely flipped upside down. Like Kawhi's in New York now. Like he's training. He's rehabbing at the NBPA facility. Yeah. Instead of with the Spurs. Instead of with the Spurs. He's not with the team again. And it just seems like, I mean, this whole thing, and I, I, I don't, we don't know why. I mean, it it could be a medical, a thing where he, he just, because he's been medically cleared, but it could be just a mental hurdle for him, and and it it seems almost a little bit like Derek Rose. Derek Rose, with yeah, the, with the, the Bulls, the first with, ACL, yeah, the first ACL when he was he was allowed to come back, he was cleared, but he wasn't ready to go, and then the team just kind of kept leaking, like, hey, you know, he's been cleared to play, so it's up to him, and just kind of putting the onus on him to yeah do that, which you know. Having covered like the end of the Derrick Rose era in Chicago, that among other things was kind of what led to that split and kind of them leaving each other on bad terms. And it'll be a kind of an interesting era that we're in if that kind of stuff is happening with the Spurs now. Like maybe the Spurs mystique is starting to come to an end because in the past, you know, there's always just been this assumption we've kind of taken the Spurs for granted because ever since the Started, and I, I, I looked this up a couple of. Uh, I mean, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Well, right, we've but, always had these two. They're star players for like the last. 30 years have all been these, like, team-first, unselfish guys. Well, right, and I was I was looking this up. Uh, they have finished outside the top four in the West in terms of record twice since the start of the Duncan Popovich era in 97-98. In 97, they finished fifth, and in 2010, they finished seventh. And other than that, I mean, 2015, they had the five seed, but they had a better record than Portland, which had the four seed because it was just like the goofy division stuff. Oh, yeah, that was when they played the Clippers, right? Right, right, right. And they had like this, they they, they only had a lower seed because of the goofy division stuff. They actually had the third best record in the conference. But like, 
it was one of those things. They've only not had a top four record in the conference twice in the past 22 years, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. No, that's nuts. And so if, you know, now we're, say, maybe coming to the end of the era where we can just pencil in the Spurs for, I mean, they're not going to win 50 this year, but, like, how, you know, pencil this them This is in. really the first time in, what, in 20 years that they haven't won 50 games? Yeah. It's like ni- 19 or 20 years. They, they first time since the Duncan era. Kept, I mean, and yeah. even the even the, 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 the 99 lockout season, they were, like, on pace for, if it were an 82-game season, they would have won. Yeah, I... I... Uh, last year during the preseason, I was all in on the take that they were not going to be as good without Tim Duncan because of it, not having his leadership. And then last year they go to the conference. and then last year they go to the conference finals. And uh, this year I tried to I, I I was reactionary to my take last time and to my take failing before, and I said that the Spurs are going to make the playoffs and 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 win fifty games and and do all the stuff that they normally do, and Kawhi Leonard hasn't been healthy all year. He's apparently, I mean, it seems like he doesn't want to be there anymore. It seems like, I mean, it it seems like he's just not talking to the Spurs and like there's no communication with what they're, which is like so uncommon for the Spurs because that's, I mean, that's their whole thing. They're all built on culture and team and infrastructure. And communication. I mean, Man. well, one of the things that they talked about uh, that uh, with, you know, because LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Greg Popovich, they like talked it out. They like had dinner together and like talked about it and stuff like that. And it doesn't and seem then, like, and then and none three, of, and then in three months you went from wanting to be from publicly wanting to be traded to signing an extension. Yeah. And, 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 and so, I mean, that could happen here with Kawhi Leonard, but it's just really weird what's happening with Kawhi Leonard because I, because of the narrative that it's had for such a long time that he was the perfect spur. Uh, so um, I have a hot take. Okay, hot. I think he fire is, it. I think he is going to sign the five-year max extension with the Spurs over the summer. They're gonna offer it to him, and that's just way too much guaranteed money for him to turn down. I think he's going to end up staying with the Spurs. Yeah. Hey. All right. Well, hot take. Kawhi is gonna stay in San Antonio. Uh, another one of our favorite shows uh, that has been, I think, the the flagship show for the year. Absolutely. Uh, are, in in a normal year, it would be the Real Lakers of Los Angeles, our our inaugural show. But uh, it's it's keeping up with the Cavs, uh, who are now in a postseason. They're like fighting for seeding now. They could end up with pl- the Joel Embiidless Philadelphia seventy six. With the Embiidless Philadelphia seventy sixers and. Uh, making the band Naptown, Lance Stevenson, and the Pacers. Uh, so that could be a potential 4-5 matchup, which would... I mean, that's that's the net... I think... I mean, either one, honestly... Embiid versus LeBron. It would, be, like... it would be best for the network to have those... Either LeBron against Philly or LeBron against Indiana. Because you either have LeBron against Embiid and Ben Simmons... Or you have LeBron against Lance Stevenson, because yeah. like right now, I think as it is, it's Port- it's uh, Cleveland against the Wizards. Yeah, which like I know John Wall's it's back. It's been a rivalry but, in the past, but, but it's eh. but has it really? Yeah, you know, has it really? Unless like unless the Wizards the Wizards the Wizards want it to be a rivalry. Unless the Wizards want to like sign Deshaun Stevenson to a ten day contract during the playoffs. We gave, and... we gave the the Wizards a show, didn't we? Like the, the real world DC or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but like I, it's kind of they just lame. They just talk a bunch of shit. They, they and then they don't back it up. No, every single time they try to do that, they lose. Yeah, they they and everybody they've done it to. They they like the they Celtics. picked a fight last year with the Celtics, and the Celtics didn't even have Kyrie Irving last year. Uh, and and the 
the Wizards still lost to them. Even though they had arguably the two, you know, I mean, John Wall. Yeah, they had the two best players. They had the two best players in that series, you know, depending on how you feel about Al Horford. But uh, we're an Al, we're a pro Al Horford podcast. We do like Papa Sportif over here. Uh, um, Shout out to the Rips, man. Shout out to the Rips, man. Um, J.R. Smith on Keeping Up with the Cavs, though, uh, throwing soup at Damon Jones. Which I feel like is almost... And then we found out it was chicken tortilla soup. Yeah, chicken tortilla. But I almost feel... That was like a that was like a circle of like a LeBron... That was like the LeBron circle of life. Like one set, one minute, you're catching passes from LeBron and knocking down threes. The next, you're getting soup thrown at you from J.R. Smith. Like, I, and, and it's like J.R. Smith at Damon Jones. I, I, I was into that symmetry of like another three-point gunner. Throwing the soup at another one who's now a coach. I, I, I thought that that was good. Um, obviously, the the whole Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, uh, the the LeBron drama with him and Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Going at Kevin Love, not realizing that he actually had a serious like, mental health issue. issue uh, and that Kevin Love had to tell... Everybody. He basically like I, he basically got prompted to write that Players Tribune piece because Isaiah because the, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas's people leaked to Woj that he was mad at him in that meeting. Yeah, and then <laughs> I mean it was it was I mean it was it was straight out of a reality show where Kevin Love has to you know talk about his you know his serious mental health issues uh, with the audience, if you will, and uh, now. By the way, shout out to Kevin Love. No, for shout doing out to Kevin Love for doing that. On a serious tip, no, shout out to no, Kevin. No, on a serious, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, well, this is all part of a bit, but at the same time, shout out to Kevin Love for and shout out to Demar Derozan as well uh, for opening up about uh, you know their struggles with mental yeah. health. But other than that, you know, you have the LeBron giving a chest bump to Seti Osman instead of giving a chest bump to Isaiah Thomas, like after LeBron makes the the jumper. I mean, and then the Arthur is- meme, like LeBron having the Arthur meme when the Kyrie and the Celtics went on a nine game winning streak to start the season. Then uh, the, the report that LeBron would consider joining the Warriors. The LeBron, the LeBron, jo- jo- but considering joining the Warriors. We've just, I mean, even just in general, his free agency stuff that's coming up. The the all the billboards and all that stuff. I mean, it's shout just, out to our guys yeah. at Trailblazing, by shout, the way, yeah, to bring that back to the Blazers. Yes, yeah, shout out to Trailblazing and the LeBron Dame needs a third option yeah. billboards. Um, I think that's pretty enticing, honestly. I, honestly, yeah. You should come to Portland. He, yeah, why not? Nike headquarters right here. Yeah, I mean, there has been no indication that Portland is at all in his consideration. But, uh, <laughs> as far as we know, by the way, so we should, we just since we're here, since we're talking about this, and I don't think the Sixers have a show right now, but they're at least network adjacent because, like, Joel Embiid is a personality. Well, we had a show, but the reason we named it that was is no longer there. Right, but... I am anti-LeBron to the Sixers. You really think it's going to mess up their style? I want to see them develop into their own thing. I mean, as great as LeBron is, and obviously... And now that, Fol- a, now that Fultz is back... Well, right, from a, I'm just, I mean, obviously from a logical standpoint, yes, if you can get LeBron, you get LeBron. Like, I get that. Yeah, but, we, need a, we need a workshop. Maybe maybe uh, listeners... Our homie Ben may, Golliver may, had a great Maybe idea. listeners go in the comments and concept a, a Philadelphia show for yeah. us. But I just... I want to see the Sixers not... Just like, oh, we should. We had this promising young team. We should just add LeBron to it. Like he just he sucks up so much oxygen wherever he goes. I kind of want to see them just develop into their own thing. Our buddy Ben Golliver was on a podcast with Danny Larue at Real GM uh-huh. like a week ago, and he shout came out to up, both Danny and Ben. Yeah, so those are both homies. He came up with this idea that I don't know if uh, 
you know, he was the first one to come up with it, but he was the first one that I thought of to come up with it. He thinks that the Sixers, instead of trying to go after LeBron, should go after Paul George. Oh, and I've see how a, he would fit because yeah. he, you know, he could be he well, could, yeah, he could he, slide oh, into the complimentary that's guy. A, and you that's have actually him and a, honestly, I mean, from a fit perspective, that is, in my opinion, a better fit. Yeah. I mean, because because LeBron, okay, so Simmons, you could I, LeBron out of Simmons and LeBron, LeBron is the only is the one who could take more time off the ball. Right, Simmons absolutely has to have the ball. And, Paul George can play off the ball. And Paul George can't play off the ball. But, like, LeBron's not going – I don't think LeBron's going to enjoy – I mean, LeBron right. enjoys it in stretches. He likes having teammates that do that, but he still wants to be the primary ball yeah. handler. And I don't I don't see – I mean, I don't necessarily see him him joining with, with, with Simmons when Simmons can't shoot in space the court. I mean, there's just nothing that Simmons can do to help that right now. And I think it's one of two options for LeBron. If he wants to have the best chance of winning a championship, I think he'll go to Houston. Okay. And if he wants to set up his post-playing career and you know do his you know businesses and his movie studio and whatever, he'll go to the Lakers. Okay. It's one of those two. Yeah. To me. Other than staying in Cleveland. Yeah. Other than I mean, I think I think I think I think I think staying in Cleveland is the is the leader in the clubhouse right now. I I I also think anybody who claims that they know what LeBron's going to do at this point is just guessing. You're right. But uh, really interesting stuff all season and. You know, I, I might just be. I think they're gonna make the finals again. I think they're gonna make it to the finals. And and as we just talked about, though, with regards to Golden State being vulnerable, I mean, I know you're on that Houston take, but I I will I do want to say Harden and Chris Paul both have a history of running out of gas. That not necessarily being not clutch and like being mentally weak. I just think they have often carried a big load, both of them. And Harden, I, I worry about Harden in the postseason and, and how much of a workload he can keep up. And I also worry about Chris Paul being able to stay healthy because he, he it's just he missed the game the other night. I mean, they're having him rest, which is great. But the, the fact of the matter is, is he's gotten hurt in the playoffs yeah. in the last three playoffs. And and I think Houston, is, Houston and Golden State are – have every right to be favored and Cleveland in the regular season has not done a good job, but they, the regular season is rarely a harbinger of what the postseason is going to be for the Cavs. And I think that LeBron and the Cavs have a great chance now that Kevin Love is back to make a run and potentially win that win the championship. Because I, I, I don't think it's that crazy anymore. I thought it was crazy in February I didn't think they were even gonna. I I was seriously thinking they weren't even gonna make the finals back in February and January. I still wouldn't be stunned if Toronto beat them. You know, I I, I think they can, but I think it's gonna be really hard for them to do, to beat them with love out there. Right. Like, and, and the last time they played too, which is I'm really excited for tomorrow's game. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Rodney Hood in that game either, and I don't think they had Larry Nance. So they they have two guys that can really add something to their team that are going to be coming that are going to be available for this game that weren't available for the last time. So I know that there's a lot of people that talk about that that game, the Toronto Cleveland game a couple of weeks ago was kind of a positive for Toronto. I I think Cleveland still has a couple levels to go. Like they they're still not all the way to the max. Right. So I I I think that game's going to be really good. And I think. Cleveland has, you know, if they 
play the way they can. Also, you know, they haven't had Kyle Korver for a while, and Korver I don't think was in that game either against Toronto. So you have a, a lot of opportunity there for the Cavs, I think, and I think they have a great chance to win the championship. You know, all reality stuff aside. Um, you want to talk about how whack Kevin Durant is? Yeah, let's just let's talk about how whack Kevin Durant is. Uh, he was, you know, sh- saying the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, and it's not even just the blog boy stuff because, like, I you know, the the blog boy. I stuff just th- I like, just think he needs to to get offline. He's he's mad online way too much. Yeah, he he like the thing that he said about uh, he gets he's getting more technicals this year because he wants to win so bad. Yeah, is uh really something? Oh my gosh! You know, this is uh, not. I don't normally bring him up on this show, but it does go with this topic. Stephen A. Smith had a had a hot take today. I did not see this about Kevin Durant. What was it? If if without Steph they don't win, it's going to bring up all of the stuff again from when he went there in free agency that. He was just jumping on the bandwagon, and then he can't really lead a team on his own. I am and, not looking. I know, but I just, no, but but I don't he want to deal with that again. I'm sorry. I just i I can't do that. Well, I'm just saying. I I think no, whether I you, whether whether you want to go there or not, that's going to be the conversation. I might just not go online this summer if that happens. And and I think that's something Kevin Durant should do too. Yeah. Either either he either needs to be offline. Or stop being mad online. You can be positive because, online. Because you can be positive online. Like, that would be great if, if Kevin Durant could have a, an enjoyable experience online. Because there are ways in which the internet can enrich your life. But. Not, the way if, you're, the, not if you're arguing with people on Burner accounts. But right now, he's not he's not using it in a positive way. And, and, and you know. He's reading all the negative comments about himself and acting like he's not mad about it. Because every single time Bill, like Bill Simmons will, you know, bring up something. He'll just say, "Hey, man, I'm enjoying my life. I'm not mad about any of this." But and then he gets and then he proceeds to get mad about it for five minutes. Yeah, it's it just it just I don't know. And, I, and he for a guy who you know earlier in his career you hear like, "Oh, he's you know he's like the humble superstar. He's so like like he comes off really just unlikable in these episodes." Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I was uh, you know his online persona in the in the early days was really good. Uh, but I guess that's what happens. His Twitter bio is still on me. I do me, and I chill. By the yeah. way, that has not changed. His since old day tw- one. his old tweets are still like legendary. His old tweets he, are he, so good. I think he had the like girl, he, you look like a cheese and egg sandwich because you look good. Uh, the Scarlett Johansson. The Scarlett Johansson. I one. will dr- I will drink your bathwater. Uh, that one was good. The uh, I'm watching the Discovery Channel in the club, and and, and like that that one was good. Yeah, uh, no, he always had the best tweets. Like. I, I wish he could go back to the days of, you know, just at least not being so uh, mad. But uh, I think, that, I mean, we talked about making the band Naptown. I just want to make sure we're not nah. missing any network shows. Nah. Uh, Real Lakers from New York, uh, kind of been a lame season. Michael Beasley's there. Michael Beasley is there. Um, Hasn't really done much. No. Uh, Jeff the, Trey Bur- the Trey Burke emergence has been fun. The, the, uh, the educated guess. Yeah. Trey Burke, the educated guest with, like the, with the cornrows. I like that. Shout out to Dave Dufour who came up with that one. That's a good one. Um, Real Lakers and Hornacek just said that last year free agents didn't want to come to New York because of, except for Tim Hardaway Jr., who got paid. The bag. Who got, <laughs> the free agents, except for Tim Hardaway Jr., who they paid an insane amount of money for. Uh, he, he was basically, so Hornacek was hanging on triangle saying that they didn't get free agents because of that. 
so and and Porzingis, I get you know has been hitting that on Instagram. He's been hitting on Instagram models though. So I mean, that's, a, that's been good content for. Is he doing a better job of it than Kurt Rambis was? I think he has been because because it, it's been it's been more like hollering at actual people instead of just like following porn accounts. That that's the difference between Porzingis and Kurt Rambis. Um, and so I, that's all we and then Project Runway OKC. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's brought the hats to the show this year, but uh, the hoodies to a lesser extent. Not as much hoodie mellow, which yeah. has been unfortunate uh, for everyone. I think involved. I think everyone wishes there was more hoodie mellow involved, mm-hmm. uh, including the Thunder. Uh, Anthony hasn't had a great season. Uh, I guess the one thing that they can count on though is that when the lights have been brightest, aka when they have like big matchups, they have actually showed up and played really well in those games. And I think that's. Um, It'll be real interesting to see how that. They've done that against everybody except Portland. <laughs> see how that. See, we'll see how that translates into the playoffs. They've gone. They've like done really well against Golden State, against uh, Houston, but they have went zero four against the uh, Blazers this year in the regular season. Uh, but uh, a- anything else you want to touch on, Sean, before we uh, wrap this up and 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 call it an ep? It's been a pretty long app. Yeah, it has been. This has been this has been a double, basically a double app, uh, but we're not going to break it up into uh, two podcasts because we had a lot of fun and the Blazers hit the road tomorrow. In well, they hit the road already today. Uh, they're en route to Dallas to start their four game road trip against the Mavs. Then they will play Houston, San Antonio, and Denver before coming home to play the Jazz next Wednesday. Home stretch here of the regular season. So. Um, yeah, uh, Let's keep get it, it. Yeah, keep it locked here. We'll be back through the rest of the week. So tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Five-star reviews. Five-star five reviews.